In this episode of the M4 Project, Matt had to try and edit out the sounds of sporadically heavy rain. If only he could control the weather. Like I can. Moo ha 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 ha. That was a pretty good evil laugh. Welcome once again to the M4 Podcast, a podcast about films that the wider public haven't seen, maybe with a low budget, terrible, or just flew under the radar. As always, I'm Matthew Jelenic. I'm Michael Sullivan. And I'm Morgan Davidson. Before I get into my usual spiel, happy birthday to my second child, Luella. Oh, happy birthday! Um, anyways, that's out of the road. I have a bit of a, a weird oddity, like a, a need or a preference, and I was wondering mm. if you guys had any bizarre or odd preferences. But, oh, you might share first. Me share first? Okay. Share oh, first. Unless, unless, oh, did you want to do the, the big, big finale? Reveal? No, no, not at all. I, okay. No, it's fine. I have a severe need and preference to have the volume set on an even number. Okay. You know, it, I feel uncomfortable bordering on unwell if I know it's on an odd <laughs> number. Like, I get in my own head and I start to feel a little bit queasy. Yeah. Okay. Um, I feel like, if I don't change it at that point, it's going to become a downward spiral. So it's safer just to change it before I go on some sort of, either I die or some sort of volume kill frenzy and just start smashing stereos. Okay. Um, that's, I that's... also really don't like black pens. I don't, I don't feel as <laughs> as strongly towards black pens as I do volume being on even number, but I much prefer a blue pen. I will go out of my way really? to make sure it's a blue pen. Oh, well, there you go. Fine with red pens. Fine, it's a... Off me a red pen. Oh, thank you, red pen. Black pen. Uh, blue one. Thank you. Interesting. Yeah, odd. What is odd? odd. What about you, boys? The, the TV volume one. If you sit there expecting it, not just TV. Any volume. volume. If it's going, if it's like that, and you expect it's going to be down as well. That's compulsion. Do you friend. fucking hate Spinal Tap? Then no. When no, no, no turn it turn it to 11, eleven. That's a movie. It's fine. <laughs> it's not <laughs> fictional. No, it's it's not real. Yeah. <laughs> you guys, any any weird or odd preferences? Ah, uh, I was thinking about this and. Not really, not that I could think of. I sort of sat there and tried to look into myself and I can't think of anything. I'm pretty easy, like, I just take things as they are. So, yeah, yeah, fuck it. Fair enough. I, I just don't think I care about anything. I'm sure there's something that if I actually, the next time I do it, I'll probably be like, oh. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's a thing that I do. I'd go with uh, drying yourself completely before getting out of the shower because the mat that's outside your shower is to keep your feet warm from the tiles, not to mop up the wet from you. So you dry in the shower? Yes. So when I get in the shower, I chuck the towel over the side of the shower. When I'm done, pull it inside, dry off, and then I step out under the, t- under the, under the mat. You dry your feet? Yes. Well, as in, I, I, when I get out, I actually kind of like lay the towel down and step onto the towel, dry off the rest of my legs, and then go about my day. That's fucking weird. It's, it's, just not, <laughs> it's not too weird. I do the towel over the thing as well. Yeah. Because... I used to have quite long hair like Mike's as well. And so the floor mat did nothing. It did nothing because I'd mm. step out of the shower and it would just flood. Yeah. And, the, and, it just, and then it gets wet and then it gets moldy and it and gets gross. So you keep the I, mat I dry. I, okay. I get the majority it's, of myself dry, but I still get out and use the floor mat for what it is. We don't even have a floor mat. You just step you out just onto your fucking tiles. You're, you're, you're <laughs> asking to slip and fall in your ass. <laughs> no. It's, it's fun. You sort of skate over them. Oh, you're gonna knock yourself out. I'm bald though, so I don't have much hair to hold water, except for my back. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on. Uh, Moving on. The movie this week's film. Your pick, Morgan. It was. It's Igby Goes Down. Igby Goes Down is a 2002 US black comedy 
I would say. Uh, it follows the life of Igby Slocum, a rebellious New York City teenager who attempts to break free of his family ties and wealthy, overbearing mother. It uh, stars Kieran Culkin, uh, who is the brother, the younger brother of uh, McCauley Culkin, uh, Claire Danes, Jeff Goldblum, Susan Sarandon, Amanda Peet, Ryan Featherpea, and Bull. Bill Pullman. All-star cast, really. It is really? a fairly all-star cast. And, and also, given the, the time period that it was released, there was a few new names who were just starting out as well. But also, classics like Susan Sarandon and Jeff yeah. Doppel. Back of the tin. Back of the tin, well, okay. Given a I've one, sort of but... given a quick one, but I've got, I've got a bit more. Yeah, yeah. So, Jason Igby Slocum Jr., uh, played by Kieran Coleman, is a 17-year-old boy rebelling against his oppressive world of his old money family. Uh, he does this by systematically being kicked out or escaping every school his mother puts him in. His mother, Mimi, who's Susan Sarandon, is uh, self-absorbed and distant and has a tendency to drink heavily. She's happy to openly mock her youngest son on any occasion. His schizophrenic father, Jason, played by Bill Pullman, has been committed to an institution after not being able to handle the pressure of life. Igby fears he will eventually suffer a mental breakdown like his father. Ollie, his brother, uh, played by Ryan Phillippe, is Igby's ambitious older brother. He's usually sent to fetch him from whatever trouble he has got himself into. Igby mockingly describes him as a fascist, alternatively a young Republican, and he studies neo or that he studies neo-fascism economics at Columbia University. <laughs> I have a question here. Did they mention earlier on in the movie that he was institutionalised, or was it very vague up until uh, uh, no, very they, vague? They, because they, I assumed that he had committed suicide. Uh, and then I didn't actually realise that he would institutionalise until... No, it, it's not it until... Like, like, they sit there and establish that, okay... This yeah, is the dad we're sort of, talking yeah, about. Yeah, yes, Bill dad. The, Bill Pullman had some sort of mental breakdown. Yes. And yeah, then he's out of the picture. Yeah. And I, then it's not until later in film that they actually outright say, it's like, well, you know, your father's in the institute and he's going to be happy there for the rest of his life. Right. I must have missed that part because it was the first time I actually realised he hadn't committed suicide was in that last scene where he comes oh. and sits down. No, no, she, yeah, they like, say it outright. That was a good impact part of the movie, but apparently they'd already mentioned it. Yeah. Of this yeah, they mentioned it very something. briefly. Right. Very briefly. Okay. Oh, right. yeah. Well, the mum mentions it briefly, but he also mentions it to uh, one of the characters. Mentions it to. A, a girl I thought it was just a vague, like he's just he's not around, like he's not with he's not around anymore. Not not with us anymore. Yeah. quite directly, but just not, not around. around or yeah. I don't know. No, she she he he Could says have... the institute that he's in. Okay, he's like he's over in I must have Bolivar, that. Or Bellevue or whatever it must was. Have that. Okay. So anyway. So, Igby uh, figures there must be more life out there. He sets out to find it. He, he's rebelling against his family at every opportunity. He happily, happily flunking out of several, several prep schools. He ends up in a brutal military academy after escaping and spending time in some Chicago, courtesy of his mother's credit card. Igby is sent to New York for the summer to his godfather, D.H. Baines, who's played by Jeff Goldberg. That's where it starts to get... Interesting. This all that all happens in the initial sort of stands of that initial mm. opening parts of the movie. I think it's like just during the opening credits. Really. Yeah, yeah, sort of. That's where an orphan runs through. Anyways, while working with uh, for DH, Igby first encounters Rachel, played by Amanda Pete, his godfather's heroin addicted trophy mistress. Mistress. Uh, yeah, I got there. I got there in the end. Uh, her performance artist friend Russell, the, the terminally bored to be part time lover Sookie, played by Claire Danes. This movie is a bit of a coming of age, finding oneself movie, drenched in black comedy uh, and witty dialogue. Most scenes involve Igby getting himself into or out of situations, usually created by himself, as the movie sort of trudges along. These situations, I found them, I don't know about you guys, generally funny and they were different enough to sort of keep you going throughout yep. the movie. They, they're very samey, but they're mm. also quite different and punchy. Yep. Um, and I felt myself asking is, um, I wish Kieran Culkin had have made more movies like this. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. 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 Like he was... Any more to add to that yeah. initial... That's, no. that's pretty much it. Uh, I, I would say... That. Yeah, that gets it's, you going. It's a character. Yeah. It's a character-rich film. It's it's a, a film 
less about its plot, more about character interaction. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's done well. Like all the acting is done very well, um, which I think could lead us into Kerry Culkin as um, Igby. I think he did a brilliant performance in this role. Mm. Um, oh. There were several scenes that were incredibly well done, very emotional, and very uh, yeah, definitely believed definitely believed the moment. For yeah. Sure. Um, the character himself was really fun. Like just like the the name itself, Igby, was just uh, it was so odd there. And when you finally get the the explanation that he's named after some bear that he used to mm. call what was it, Digby? Um, the bear was Digby, but he couldn't say it right. He called it Igby. Igby. And his mum would <clears throat> because he would blame everything on Igby. His mum started to call him, him Igby to basically force the onus onto him. Mm. And it apparently stuck, so everyone just <laughs> called him Igby, despite he actually had a, a different name. But yeah, like, like you said, as a character, he was I, I really liked him as a character. It was, it was, it was fast-paced, it was punchy, and it very, was Very, very witty character. Yes. Uh, and as Mike was saying, though, yeah, there's a few times where, as you would expect in a comedy black drama sort of thing, he does break a few times, and you sort of see why he's, he does the things he does and why he acts the way he acts on, and opens up, and it's very well done by the young Colkin. Yeah, yeah, played play brilliantly. Um, he, his, I've seen him in a couple of movies, and this is probably the one where he stars the most. Like, sort of left me asking Macaulay who. Just the dialogue, he has a master of how to deliver uh, dialogue both fast and Absolutely. slow for the same effect. Yep. I really like the, uh, one of the parts very early on um, where he's sitting there and he's um, he's talking to a priest. I think it's the opening show of the film. Yeah, it might first, be. And he said, if heaven's such a wonderful place, what's a big fucking sacrifice? Yeah. Um, yeah. I was just like, fucking yeah. hell. <laughs> uh, and just the dialogue just, just keeps yeah, on going. He's immediately revealed as this button-pushing character. Manipulative little person. teenager. He's just trying to get a reaction out of people. Even so much as his um, choreography, the yeah. way he sort of holds himself, his movements just yeah. fit the sort so of character he's playing. lackadaisical and... Lackadaisical. Adjectives. Meaning carelessly lazy. Lacking enthusiasm. Unconcerned. Worth 72 points in Scrabble. Hey, look at me. Back to basics. Just yeah. sort of... Not smooth, but lazy. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. Any more to say on Igby? Yeah, pretty good. Moist hair. Very moist <laughs> hair. Was quite, well gel was quite mm. dank. Moving on, probably I was going to go with Susan Sarandon. Susan Sarandon, Mimi. Has playing Mother Mimi. Of Digby. Yes. Just a, you know she's going to be brilliant. Just a yeah. bitter, angry woman, the character. But yeah. It's played very well. Do you believe that she's a bitter, angry woman, woman that just yeah. resents everything around her? Um, what things her way is incredibly manipulative and aware that she's a manipulative bitch and embraces it. I did like towards the end of the movie when other things are revealed it does also show throughout that she is not unaffected by what happened what her son does yeah. you think she doesn't care yeah. about what Igby is getting up to and she does care mm. she wants the best for him at the end of the day yeah but she deals with it totally different others but she she yeah. does care and it does her, his behavior does hurt her yeah like and i think it it sort of establishes Almost every character in the film isn't a traditional human being with human interaction skills and, and mm. social abilities. They're all slightly off and not broken. And that's sort of the, the reckoning of the entire film is all these people with these poor social skills or these alternate social dynamics interacting. And that's the movie. You're watching these mm. people who is like, yeah, that's not how you treat your friends and family. But they've inevitably made a family somehow. Yeah, I, I also she nailed the that overbearing matriarch of an old money family as well. Oh, yeah. Like you were just yeah. like, 
if I had to describe it, mm. that is exactly yeah. what it looked like. But she remained cold and distant throughout mm. like the, the whole thing. But she just was. She did like those little snooty movements. Oh, so definitely. well, like just that little tip of the head, turning her nose up at people, and then also when she was just batshit crazy at people, like sitting on the uh, maid's face. Yes, <laughs> yes. Um, she was. She's a huge uh, pill popper, and she's she's yeah. got three different Doctor Feel Goods. I um, and like I said, Susan Sarandon, you knew you were going to yeah. get like top, top 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 grades from that one. But I, her, she she delivers both sort of like hard truths tainted in humor and humor tainted in hard truths so well throughout this movie. Mm-hmm. You're like ouch, but ha ha, and ha ha, yeah. but ouch. Yeah. Like it was really really well done. Yeah, that's really. It was more than one. I was like ha ha. Oh, <laughs> what character would we go to next? I'm. Gonna say Go the father, the father, Bill Pullman. Bill Pullman. I really liked Bill Pullman in oh. this. Small part, only a small, small part. Small part. He's only in, I think, four or five scenes. Really, very up. powerful though. Um, and he starts off, and you think he's just this, you know, a little bit swaggerly, doesn't particularly, maybe an alcoholic or something. And then it slowly sort of reveals that the reason he's unkempt and all these things, he's he's losing, going, it. he's losing it. He's yeah. he's going down the drain, and the, the moments when he breaks. And the fight that he has in the shower and, and all that sort of thing. Yeah, he just can't... Bill, Bill Pullman, for me, he was early still in the show. Oh, definitely. Yeah, definitely. He he basically just can't handle the day-to-day and business pressure of life. And yeah. to have such an overbearing wife that he has that's mm-hmm. just riding and grinding him into yeah. the ground. I think one of the strongest parts, and it doesn't really ruin anything, but it's near the end of the film where, he, where Igby visits his dad... And he's seated there, just basically a vegetable. Yeah. He doesn't even seem to recognise him, Igby. And Igby just kisses him on the forehead, and he leaves. And it was like I almost shed a tear. Mm. It was just such yeah. a touching moment. You're like, yeah. and he's lost it. He's just yeah. no. He, there's like no a, a, there's like a half second flicker of recognition, but then he's lost back into the mist. Yeah, and you're like, oh. I almost kind of read that ec- uh, uh, recognition as he, he almost got like an angry face on. I don't know. If that was just the yeah. way I interpreted it, but. No, I, I, I interpret it more as like a quizzical of, I remember this. Which is funny because right. Bill Pullman also had the, I remember <laughs> from Casper. Remember no, I don't. The pinky do square. Anyway. As I said earlier, that, that scene was really probably the most powerful for me because I, I it was up until then, like I said, I thought he'd committed suicide because he, it was just, he was there one time and he smashed a thing and then it like jumps forward or something and then suddenly DH is there and the first thing was like, all right, she's remarried because obviously he's, I don't know, died or killed himself or whatever. And now she, and this is the episode. It wasn't actually the case. He was just another character in the movie. But I thought, oh, he's, they've not told us what's happened. They've just kind of filled the blank in and you need to kind of do it. Yeah. Kind of do what you need to do to figure out what's going on. Um, So when that, when he came in and he was sitting there, I was like, oh shit, he didn't. He's actually, yeah, Yeah. he's he's still around. Yeah. He's messed the fuck up. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Going to Jeff Goldblum, I think, as D.H. Baines. Jeff Goldblum, I'd watch him in just about anything. Uh, same as actually all these actors now. Yeah. Um, like the Bill Bourne performance, Susan Serena, we know what we're going to get. But Jeff Goldblum, despite the fact that he does carry his mannerisms into every role that he, he's ever played, they can all be distinct if yeah. you yes, put some time yeah. into definitely. them. And D.H. Baines is a fantastic character of the type where... So much money that he could buy the world. The guy hands off hundreds for just saying whole lives. Like, like this is for you. There you yeah. go. Uh, so he's used to being. He's basically been buying Igby into schools uh, because no one wants him because he's been kicked out of everything. And 
there's a few references to look, um, he's, Mimi's he's calling people like well do you know his godfather is his godfather is D.H. Bangs yes, yes. that D.H. Bangs. Bangs what can we oh good alright we'll talk to you later so his name is Big Big Money and you get this idea that he, he he's large enough like you follow me kids you can you, you can go anywhere too. Yeah. and then there's a few moments where even he has his, these little breaks and you realise yeah. money's not he's as broken as everyone the, else everyone else and has his own little faults I really like this character for him to play like that rich snobby type it reminds me of his character sort of in like life aquatic yep um and it's sort of just left of center and not as humorous as as that character and as and as out there but i just let him run a bit more wild and just be a big part of something yeah especially this character because it's he's high money high morality like he's always talking to igby and all of igby's brother about you know this is what you should do for yourselves you gotta you gotta work for it you gotta do this thing at the mean meanwhile he has a mistress, mistress. yeah exactly he's, right he's paying for for her apartment well, off in the city and like, like yeah like you just said he's basically portrayed as a saint to everyone but he and he calls him captain morality but in real life he's cheating on his wife which yeah. is everyone knows other than that yeah. that's one of the i, I really loved um Igby talking to, to i think it was it was to, to know to Suki when he was telling her about um, no no he's talking to talking to um, Rachel oh was he like, yeah he goes he goes no, oh. no, no, I, like, don't, don't be offended don't be offended I think it's great I think it's great that Captain Morality can can bring his mistress brazenly to the party <laughs> that his wife that his wife is attending <laughs> and none of her friends have the heart or the balls to, to tell say her. that yeah. I yeah. mean, she's, uh, he goes off like, He's like, embrace your embrace your moral hypocrisy, yeah. DH. Go and for they, it. And they, they raise their glasses to him in the distance, yeah. Oh, so good. It's such a good character. Mm. Claire Danes is Sookie Saperstein. Yep. He'd be an Oliver's love interest. <gasps> she's Oliver's. got a small... Oh, not really. Uh, <laughs> she's got a smaller part in there, but I think she really holds her own because she's not one for that I've ever seen doing witty banter. Um, no. But she, she, really, she really held her own with some... As an alternate badminton racket to uh, Conkin's yeah. Igby, yeah. Like their back and forth was, was brilliant. I, she is not actually involved in like in the, the punchline of this, but one of the, my favourite lines of the movie was um, when she asked Igby, "What kind of name is Igby?" And Igby's rebuttal is the the, the kind of name that someone named Suki has no posi- is in no position to question. Yeah. I was just like, "That is the exact right answer." Yeah, to that and that, that's uh, shortly after he's trying to hit her, and that doesn't work. And she comes in back into the party because she's serving at the party where they're where they're at. mocking uh, Captain Morality, and that sort of immediately sets the the tone for the rest of their relationship in yeah, the film. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And the character itself was kind of good. You know, she's both, she's smart, but she's also out of control and in a bit of a rebellion like yeah. both Igby and Ollie to a certain degree yeah. as well. Um, the fact that it's played by Claire Danes makes her absolutely drop-dead gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She she's, she's, was fine. Yeah, uh, she was fine. <laughs> she was fine, yeah. yeah she, she's, she did play that banter, which I wasn't expecting from her. And again, everyone has a moment in this film where they break... And they sort of reveal some. some of them this was a strong character movie as well. This yeah. was this had this had a lot of characters. No, Why we're going on about so no many of them? Because they, they all had well, even if they had small minute times, their parts were so yeah. in depth and, and big. Uh, Ryan Phillippe is uh, Oliver, just a, strong a, overall, but a sociopathic frat boy. Yeah, definitely. He's definitely the way I go. He's a, a, a pompous, rich kid. Yes, yeah. like uh, he's he's drunk of the teat of th dh bangs. So yes, like okay, living this in is what shadow I do to get, and just this is how I need to get big money. I like money. I like power. Yes, please. I'll have a double serving. Whereas 
Igby is like, well, what's life? What's meaning? How? What? Where? Where do I fit in the world? Oliver saw D.H. Baines, mm-hmm. the, um, Igby's godfather, and went, "Yep, that's my direction. I'll just act like him." Yep, and um, he just mimics him. Yeah, he mimics him, but he also plays like a more polished version of yes. D.H. Like, yeah, I'm D.H. 2.0. Yeah, I'm just riding his coattails long enough that I can push him out of the way. He kept with that theme of the quick-witted characters, but he looked so suave at the same time. He was the suavest-looking motherfucker in the movie. Mm. Um, and I, I really liked that, they, that they were, him, and, him and Igby were very similar in a lot of ways, but they were so different, and that was some of the best points that just made both characters stronger for it, was they were, they were, they were brothers, they were very similar, but they were just worlds apart on some of their views and some of their thought yeah. processes. Ryan Philippi is, as well, though, he, he does greatness. I think he's a pretty underrated actor probably has himself to blame from his movie choices he yeah. did because he's great in this he's great in stuff like um, Cruel Intentions well, this, this is basically almost a mimic of his performance in Cruel Intentions True, yeah. to a degree he, he plays almost the same character just a yeah. little bit older yeah. Yeah. Um, and he's also very strong in Flags of Our Fathers which okay. is a war movie done by Clint Eastwood I think it is yeah um, great movie and you're like wow you've really got talent but then he just chose some straight fucking VHS movies and broke up with the missus and just went down next on the list Amanda Peet playing Rachel DH's mistress heroin addicted artist mistress mm-hmm. and she's really just screwing the landlord to play the rent isn't she really like she's the mistress but like she knows deep down in her heart she's doing she's basically been a prostitute for a free art studio and she's never going to fit in and he's never going to leave his wife for her no. she wasn't doesn't fit the society mold of what she's no. she's going to be um she she played it fucking great though yeah. um mm-hmm. she plays that sort of just wrecked on the edge of breaking yeah. like well our, our first introduction to her she's clearly DH's mistress but she seems a lot more put together and so I think she's she's well dressed and then she's at the party wearing a, a lovely dress and all that kind of thing and it's not until sort of the interactions with Igby alone that you start to piece together that oh she's a little bit unstable oh she's, oh, she's a lot unstable she's a lot unstable well it starts off a little bit unstable oh she's drug addict yeah oh that's all just a little facade that she wears with DH okay yeah. So, once again, she's another character that sort was, of has her mind. I saw that. It felt like she was a little bit off, and it kind yeah. of progressed to there, and it had the one thing where she's putting on the fluffy pink coat, and you saw, like, the, the, track, marks. the track marks on her arm. You're like, ah, it all makes sense now. And she's probably only with... I think she was only with the uh, the artist fella, because he was probably supplying yeah. her with heroin. Like he, yeah. he was her that dealer. was her dealer. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. she was actually sleeping with him to get heroin and sleeping And I think that was a bit of a... Think that was a bit of a double thing as well because he was obviously bigger in the art sort of a bit bigger in the art yeah. world so he was sort of like I'll help you get your art out a little bit I'll take yeah. some heroin off you or I get to stay within nice places as well mm-hmm. and yeah but the character itself and she she played she played it she played yeah. it really really well actually I just want to say Russell the drug dealer Jar- uh, Jared Harris is it anything yes yes I like him and everything he's always <laughs> this, who yeah oh it's that guy again yay that guy yeah I know that guy. Yeah. Uh, looks and tone. The tone of the movie is very black. Yeah, yeah. very it's all black, dark, depressing. Well, I guess it doesn't look depressing, but it's just all the subject matter is depressing, which yeah. gave me a very depressing tone. In that they're all just unhappy people, just, moving through a grey world. Yeah, or just with, kind of with a facade of colour. It's just a maelstrom of sadness. It's just 
Yeah, it is, but I didn't feel down watching it because no. the course everything was so witty and there was yeah. so many one lines. There were so many things you'd be like, I could quote that. Yeah. Just like yeah. punch, 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 punch. punch. Lines, it yeah. just was like, for me, I found myself love it. I can't believe it. Yeah. Oh, I can't believe I said that. Yeah. Uh, in, you're right. Like, in terms of visuals, in terms of subject matter, it's dark. It's dark, it's bleak, but, and it has, as I said, a facade of colour. Like, it's, it can be bright, sunny Central Park. But it still seems quite dim and dark, and in fact, the colours are often washed out. But with the dialogue, it becomes this sort of this reflection—not necessarily a reflection, but like a refraction almost of it. It takes this dark world and twists it enough that you get these sparks of colour oh. in, in humour. Favorite line: Igby's early in the film. He's escaped military school. He's on the phone with one of his mates, little sisters. He's like, <laughs> uh, like, "Oh, cool, yeah." It's like, so how, it starts chatting her up. So, like, oh, so I didn't realize my mate had a little sister. Yeah. So uh, how, how old are you? Oh, you sound older than eleven. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's probably all the cigarettes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know that was so good. I was like, where's he going with? It? Oh dear, oh dear, dear, dear. <laughs> oh, poor Igby. Anyway, but he, that's that plays what Igby's like. Igby mm. will just hit on anything because he hits on the old women, and he has such success with these old women, uh, especially with um, the mistress because she's quite a few years older than him. He's only in his teens. He, yeah, he's and, seventeen. Yeah, and she's like mid twenties, and he's mm. like, "Go, son." Yes, it is all very dark, but. The whole, with the exception of the father, I thought the the dark tones really led to more comedy to come from yeah, it because yeah. everything was so dark it was leading to give you a yeah something from it yeah. or like even with her and her um with her heroin addiction mm-hmm. and that she has I think an overdose at some stage yeah. or she's just really out of it that even gives you some quality laughs while it's terrible and you're thinking oh the poor thing. Like, there's yeah. a whole scene where she's on the toilet and she passes out. It's funny in itself. Yeah. Looks pretty generic. Like, you yeah, just a cityscape nothing, sort of... Nothing uh, out of this world. No crazy shots or angles or anything. But nothing that was out of place or... Uh, except for near the end. Uh, there's a few little shots where they did the um, the double take. So it'll repeat the shot again. But it's it's uh, run again from a slightly different angle. And lighter opacity. So there's two of them sort of turning away and that kind of thing ah early 2000s <laughs> yeah there you go the Definitely. 90s still had their effect um anything more to say on looks and tone no, it's, no. It's, it's pretty straightforward how do you like it overall overall i really enjoyed it again this is one of the ones where i came in with absolutely no idea other than the fact you you said to me that it was a, a black comedy with the lesser known Culkin brother uh, one of the lesser known Culkin brothers really enjoyed it overall and actually really and there's actually another Culkin in there as well yeah yeah, playing young the, the young Ingby yes like it uh, I'd take a sharp right turn here and I didn't like it there you go I didn't like it um, I felt like the characters while they're all I didn't like any of the characters I, I don't think that, I, was, that. Yeah. I felt like that was the point but it was so acute not liking them that it really withdrew me from a lot of what happened in the movie right. it was just like I know this is a really emotional scene and that he got like People have been getting betrayed, but I just don't care because I don't like yeah. you. I don't like him. I don't like her. I don't like any of you, so I don't care. Which is why, which is why you thought the dad had killed himself. But, well, that was it. That was actually separate, but yeah. It, yeah, that kind of does make sense. But that was so it kind of. Well, I can see what they did was good, and it was done well, and it was well acted, and other people would probably enjoy it. It just wasn't for me. I just, didn't, just it, didn't like it. Is it a case of because it's it's really a movie without plot? Yeah, there's no. It was it was a very slow meandering. That wasn't necessarily because I don't mind character pieces so much, but it's just this one. While it was slow, 
that didn't help the fact that they also didn't like anyone in it. Fair enough. To the point, like, I don't mind hating a character. I don't like hating every character and then feeling nothing when everything happens. Fair enough. And that just kind of really draws away from the movie. Yeah, so fair enough. Didn't didn't like it overall, to be honest. Cool. Oh, yeah. yeah. Overall, I thought it was brilliant. Uh, that's why I suggested it. Um, Fair. <laughs> every line of... Wait, we're supposed to suggest good ones? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, Paranoia reference of the week. I tell you where Mike's coming from in the sense that you don't like anything, therefore you can't like it. But again, I think it's more the fact that you, you, you're not supposed to really like any of them because they're yeah. all... They're all pretty horrible, with the exception of the father. They're all pretty horrible people. Yeah. And because he's not a horrible person, he's end, ended up institutionalised. Um, <laughs> every line in it, for me, was some sort of a comical quote. That's what I said to Maddie. I had a good chuckle at it. Um, for myself, it, whilst it dragged in a few spots, I never really found it stale because they were quick to come up with some sort of a quip or a bit of dialogue with a joke in it. That kept it sort of going a little bit, kept it a little bit punchy. Um like I said, after after seeing it, I was a bit a bit upset that um, Kieran Culkin hasn't done more because lo- love him or hate the, the character, yeah. he played it. Oh, he played it really well. Yeah. Yeah. I'd recommend it for sure, um, especially if people like things like the British Death at a Funeral, hmm. um, Royal Tenenbaums, Life Aquatic, things like that. It isn't as bizarre as like Tenenbaums or Life hmm. Aquatic, but it's in that same sort of sense of black humour and yeah. a bit smart. What about you guys? I'll go a strong veer back and that I would recommend it. Even though I didn't enjoy it, I can see that it's a good film and that a lot of people would probably like watching it. Yeah. I can see that there'll be a, there's a lot of good stuff in there. Um, so I'd say yes, watch it, but I just didn't personally like it. Yeah, I'd, I'd recommend it as well. But I'm also coming from the opposite angle. I can understand why people wouldn't like it. Yeah. Oh, okay. totally. I can, yeah. so, I, can, I, I can totally see where Mikey's coming from. Like, I doesn't bother me but if it if something like that bothered me yeah fucking no definitely because you do not like any of these characters at all then you, you laugh at some of the things they say oh, but you still do it had moments of great humor and so there was occasional things was like okay that was pretty good like the, the father at the end and yeah. uh the scene where uh like the two brothers hug at the end and like he drops the guys well done just pats him on the back i thought that was pretty funny and yeah. well done like it's got it's got moments of good stuff in there but overall and uh, do we want to go in to do a little bit of spoilers? Sure. Yeah, actually, it's beer, beer run. Beer and spoiler run. I'll chuck in some spoiler. Spoilery do. Official spoiler warning. Spoilery do's. Spoilery do's. Uh, Igby's informed that uh, by Russell that his mother is dying of breast cancer. Which is, it's been referenced a few times throughout the film that they found another lump. Well, yeah, it starts off at the start, yeah, yeah. really. The, True. They cover it at the very first thing. Yeah, the very first. Well, that's not really so much spoiler. The, the film opens with the boys killing the mother. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's that's it. Kind of. Yeah, but then she spoils it at the start. I guess. Uh, yeah, it does. But then, like, it doesn't actually sort of <laughs> frame why. Why? Yeah. yeah, yeah yes. It just sort of happens. Oh, it's not murder. It's euthanasia. Which gives me one of my favourite scenes and favourite quotes, as where Igby beats the shit out of his dead mother's corpse. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he was like, "Oh wow, I really felt something." He's like. You beat up a corpse, and he's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." But after but that, after that, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I can't believe I felt something. The only time I felt something that woman was when she was, she was dead. dead. So only felt affection. Up, yeah. Only felt affection for yeah. that woman when she was dead. You beat up a corpse. You beat up a <laughs> Yeah, but after yeah. that, I was actually going to say that in the first part. I was going to say about that. I, was like, <laughs> I probably can't say that in any way without sort of spilling it. So I'm going to just quickly yeah. shift it to the. Book. It was one of I, I really enjoyed that. So Ollie, basic Ollie and Igby. Igby doesn't want to be involved for all the, all the ways that he hates his mum. He does not want to be involved in this. He's there, yeah. but Ollie 
like is like okay you got breast cancer and you're in pain you want to die here i will spoon feed you yogurt um that is laced with poison and then she is so fucking like addicted to every sort of medication the <laughs> shit won't kill her yeah. so they result to putting a plastic bag over her head and, and suffocating yeah, yeah. <laughs> meanwhile at hans von german guy's house i have the weirdest boner right now it, I, that's also this is actually a, a good little spoiler is she's had a, a couple of it's like remember you have to get as much as this into you as we can because we don't want to try and do it again. So, all right. Shoveling strawberry, poison strawberry yogurt into her face. She's, mm, mm, mm. Oh, by the way, Igby. And Igby sort of facing the curtain, looking out the window because he doesn't want to be involved. I was like, Igby, you do realise that DH is your father, right? No. It's like, oh, well, I'm glad I told you that. But she also seemed to revel in the fact that she got to tell him that just yeah. before she was about to die. Yeah. Like it was that last little stab and twist yeah. before... Um, other than that, there's no real other spoilers, but I just had to cover those couple yeah, of little yeah. bits. Anything else you wanted to mention no. post main part? No, not not really. Any other uh, favorite lines? Oh, so I haven't I, written any down, got, but there is this shitload like, of lines. There's so many of them that not only are funny for the moment, but also reveal characters' relationships. Mm-hmm. There's a point where uh, Igby's laying with uh, Suki and made love. And oh, yeah. he, he talks about his mum and he goes, because uh, he never calls her mother, except for at the, near the end there. He's a, he's, he goes, yeah, well, you know, Mimi sent me off to college or whatever it was. He's like, you call your mother Mimi? He goes, well, heinous one was a bit cumbersome. And then yeah. he actually follows up with something else and uh, like something like, I can't, it's not Beelzebub, oh, but something yeah. like Medea. Medea was taken. Medea was taken. <laughs> Plus Medea was taken. It was, yeah, it was just that little, little bit extra on, on, on the cake. Next, next week! Alright, Mikey, your pick for next week. Uh, my movie for next week is Layer Cake, starring uh, Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig. Yeah, it's from Better known as James Bond. Bond. The, late, the Bond. latest James Bond. From 2004, so before <laughs> the bondage. Um, <laughs> I see what you did I there. I didn't want to do that, to be honest. Uh, so this is a, a younger a younger Daniel Craig in a similar-ish, not really, kind of similar-ish role, suave sort of... Not suave, really. I mean, I don't know this because I haven't watched it yet. So um, he's basically this... Uh, he plays a character of a, a cocaine dealer, like a middleman, businessman, cocaine dealer. He's the sums guy for... Yeah, yeah. So he's like, yeah, he's middle management of a... Drug ring. Yeah, drug ring. That's the word we're looking for here. Uh, and he basically wants to he wants to retire early. He wants to get out. He's uh, trying not to be getting, too greedy. Get, getting, make money, get out. Yeah. So he's, he doesn't want to be too greedy. So he, uh, he wants to leave. But before he can, he gets called into his big boss man's office and gets told that he has to do two final assignments. Well, do do a tough assignment before he has to, uh, to yep. finish up. And, that's, and uh, shit hits the fan on stuff, his retirement Stuff play. goes down. Directed by Matthew Vaughan. So that'll yeah. probably give you an idea of what sort of film you're looking for. And ignore, it's not actually a crime drama thriller. Let's just ignore that. Thriller! I'd say it's more of a... Thriller It's Mikey Pino, so it's a thriller. I actually thriller, didn't know it was a thr- yeah. God damn it, it's more of a mystery suspense. God damn it. <laughs>